Hello everyone, welcome to my channel. My name is Federico and this is Wilson Fire. And here we are again with another podcast. Welcome everyone once again. Today we are going to be talking about something different and it's about how is the 2022 season going so far? How is the new era going so far? Considering the fact that we have already witnessed four races so far, uh, starting from Bahrain back in March, to Imola, that was the past weekend. So far, how's everything going? This is probably the the question that we are always asking ourselves. Uh, and at the same time, we think about how many things changed from one year to the other, and also how how many things can actually change from one era to the other. Because we all know that we are inside a new era, the hybrid era that started back in 2014 already finished. So yes, definitely many things changed. There's a complete change in domination. Uh, we know well that we know that during the hybrid era, the most competitive team were uh, Mercedes. They won a record-breaking of eight constructors' championship in a row. They won out of the out of those eight years. They won seven drivers' championship, one from Nico Rosberg and six others from Lewis Hamilton. While the final one, we know that. Uh, Max Verstappen won it. It was <laughs> clearly one of the most historical seasons ever. Uh, we saw, and now, for example, well, uh, we see a big difference. Uh, at the same time, the, well, at that time we saw Red Bull uh, improving, then going back, but always remaining inside the top three teams. We saw a big decrease from Ferrari by being a championship contender to. The same as nothing throughout at least one or two years. Yes, we saw many things. Now, everything changed this year. Because, for example, Mercedes, we know that they are not the most competitive team anymore. They are fighting between third, fourth position, you know. But with Mercedes, it's something very weird. We mentioned this in the last podcast during the summary of the Imola Grand Prix. But it's important to mention it again. To mention mostly, what's the situation about uh, between, Merce between Mercedes? Because yes, we all know that they are not the most competitive team anymore. We know that they are struggling quite a lot, um, and that they definitely didn't design the car that they were expecting. But the thing is, mostly, why is there such a? At least for now, we will see what's going to happen later. But why is there such a big difference between Russell and Hamilton? On the one hand, you have George Russell, that is his first year as a Mercedes driver, so far doing great things, achieving one podium in Australia, uh, consistently finishing in P4, P5, uh, well, currently he's fourth in the Drivers' Championship, with his best result being two after the Australian Grand Prix, uh, and many, many, honestly, even staying ahead of Lewis Hamilton, yes, a strong performance, probably better than what he was expecting with this car in particular. Now, Lewis Hamilton, yes, he got a podium in the first race, it's true, but then after that, he was always behind George Russell, uh, in Saudi Arabia, he was knocked out of Q2 for the first time in like 13 years uh, and he could barely be in the, inside the top 10 in the end. Yes, we know that he finished in, in, in 10th place, only achieving one point. Then Australia, yes, was a slightly better, finishing in P4, even though he couldn't overtake his rookie teammate, to say that word. But then we see the Imola Grand Prix, that he was once again knocked out of Q2. During the sprint race, he wasn't able to overtake anyone. Not only that, he even lost one position. 
And then, during the race, despite uh, uh, all the DNF, uh, despite problems for other drivers that were ahead of him, still he finished in the same place that he started. And he was stuck behind Gasly and Albon practically the whole race. And not only that, he was even lapped by his former rival, Max Verstappen. Uh, and and what we, the conclusion that we get here is, or at least the result that we're seeing here is, on the one hand, how less competitive Mercedes is, but at the same time, how less competitive so far Hamilton has been. Because we compare him with George Russell, and there's a big difference. And, it, and, and it should be the other way around, actually. Hamilton, the experienced one, the one that had all the achievements, the one that has all the, the that is familiar with the team, and Russell, the new one. And in fact, it's happening something else. Once again, I'm going to say, I don't know what's going to happen from now on. Maybe from now on, the opposite happens. Uh, you never know. But this is, but again, this podcast is intended to make a point of view of uh, the last. The, 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 the four races that we saw so far. And yes, this is exactly what we saw so far. So I really don't know how to take this situation. I really don't know how to react to this situation uh, from both Mercedes, not, being the, not only not being the most competitive team, but, but also being far away from being that competitive team. But at the same time, I don't really know how to react at George Russell being much faster and achieving much better results than the ones that we're seeing from Lewis Hamilton. Because even Valtteri Bottas with the Alfa Romeo is having much better results in, in, in several races uh, compared to Lewis Hamilton. And yes, the Alfa Romeo improved, but not as much as the Mercedes. That's a fact. So that, that's the first thing that we, that we notice, uh, probably the main thing that everyone is talking about, to be honest. And also, another topic of conversation that we can get is McLaren because honestly how confusing is the situation with McLaren uh, we know that over the past few years during the heavier era they have been improving a lot from a very disappointing 2017-2018 to a huge improvement by the following year in 2019 then we saw in 2020 their best result in a while by finishing third in the Constructors' Championship 20, uh, a year full of podiums 2021 was even better uh, year full of podiums where they could, where they even won a race. They got their first one-two for uh, since the Canadian Grand Prix of 2011. So yes, huge improvements from McLaren. And they, this year they were they were supposed to keep improving. Even many people were considering them uh, probably a big contender for the championship. Now what has been happening this year? It's something weird because at the, the very first race of the season. Well, not only the first race, even the pre-testing session, you would have said, wow, what a decrease is by McLaren. What happened to them? Now, instead of being the third, fourth fastest, they want to be in the eighth fastest. What is happening to them right now? Uh, and it's what a shame because they, they were improving a lot and they have great drivers like, like Lando, like Ricciardo, and they couldn't give any potential to the car or they couldn't keep it competitive. And, and, and how are they going to deal with this situation throughout the whole era? And these, these were our thoughts in the first phrase. But then, after that, everything changed, really. Every, absolutely everything changed. The second one, yes, it wasn't a great result, but definitely a huge improvement, because Lando finished in P7. He was staying inside the ponds for, well, practically the whole time. Then we saw Australia, that was even better. Uh, Lando qualifying in P4. Uh, Ricciardo also getting into Q3. And finally, both of them, and in the racing P5 and P6. 
it was a really strong result. And in Imola, it was even better because, yes, we saw that Ricciardo had a, a big problem, even though he qualified P6 and he stayed in that position in the sprint race. But Lando finished, not only that he qualified P4, finishing the, the sprint race in P5, but he also got a podium. He got his first podium. And now they are fourth in the Constructors' Championship, getting very close to that third place from Mercedes, that they can perfectly fight that. So now what we're seeing is basically a huge improvement. It's incredible how much they improved in terms of results and in terms of pace uh, from one moment to the other. Honestly, it's, it's amazing what they did. Uh, I don't know, I, I don't really understand what happened in the, in the first race. I don't, I don't really understand it. I don't know if they brought any improvements to the car or they just needed to get adapted or what was it exactly that changed from the first race to the Australian Grand Prix that was the third one or even to the last one in Imola. I, I don't really know what changed. The truth is that finally now we're seeing a competitive McLaren, the one that we want to see, the one that we were expecting to see. Um, they're clearly still not competitive enough to, to be contenders for the title. That's very clear, right? They, they, they are still quite a level much lower than uh, the top teams that right now are Ferrari and Red Bull. But honestly, I think they are as competitive as last year and they can keep approaching to similar objectives, which means getting podiums from time to time, trying to win races, clearly finishing third in that Constructors' Championship that they can fight that with Mercedes. Uh, that's mostly what... what I guess they are looking for now. And of course they are expecting more, but at least it's a good way to start. Uh, I would say it's a decent way to start the season. Quite confusing at the beginning, but again, it's a decent way to start the season. And I'm definitely looking forward to what they can be, to what they can keep doing uh, in the Miami Grand Prix and in the following ones. We, there's still a long season left, so anything can happen. They can even improve even more and more and even be better than what was expected, who knows? But the truth is that I think that we can, we can be expecting uh, quite a lot from, from McLaren. I think that we can be expecting them to, be to keep improving and that's pretty special. I, I know they have the potential for the, the working environment, the, the drivers that they have. This is something that we already discussed before. But again, I would say it is very, it's a very interesting approach to take, to be honest. And then we also have to talk about, of course, I, I left this for, the, for the, third, uh, the third topic, even though many people would take it as the first one, which is Ferrari. Honestly, even though they had a bad race in Imola, we know that, but what an improvement. What an improvement from, from Ferrari. It was absolutely, it's absolutely incredible what they are doing right now. I remember back in 2018 and 19 where, where they were, sorry, uh, 2000, 2017 and 18 that they were very close contenders towards to both championships that they in the end they, they ended up second I remember in 2019 that they were also quite quite strong uh, and and I even and then we remembered the COVID year 2020 how hard it was for them uh, finishing six in the constructors championship both Vettel and Leclerc that couldn't get any, yeah, they got a few podiums, yes, but they, they, they couldn't do anything really. That The relationship between the team and Vettel, 
that is their are currently their third most successful driver in the history of the team that was completely destroyed, terrible. Then in 2021, yes, with Sainz, we saw a huge improvement, more podiums, more consistent finish, finishes. They ended up third in the Constructors' Championship, but now they went to a whole new level. We're seeing the Ferrari that we used to see back in the early 2000s. Um, uh, yes, I mean, how competitive the car is. Uh, the, the Carlos Sainz is doing a decent job, despite the last two races having to, to get a DNF, but he's doing a decent job, and I'm pretty sure that he's going to continue that way um, throughout the whole season, really. But then you have Charles Leclerc that has been doing an, an stupendous job. It's incredible what he has been doing, how he has been dealing with the pressure. Out of four races, he won two. Uh, and then, well, in Saudi Arabia, he was pretty close. He ended up second, a huge battle with, with Max. Uh, and then after that, well, yes, it's true that Imola wasn't the ideal race that he wanted, the ideal home Grand Prix that he wanted. But still, it was uh, overall, we can say from the season, is uh, it's incredible what they are doing. They, they were probably expecting to be competitive and to be a contender team. That actually, that's what, that was their objective. But yes, now they are first in the Constructors' Championship with a good difference, decent difference. Uh, and and Leclerc that is uh, first in the Drivers' Championship with, a, with even a bigger difference. Yes, uh, I would say he, they, I would say Ferrari has been cha big chances this year of taking both championships. That's, well, that's what I'm going to say. It's still a long season. Maybe that can happen. Maybe not. We know that their main rivals this year are Red Bull that honestly the improvement that they made from 2020 to 2021 was already huge Verstappen as a driver became much more mature he won i think like 13 14 races last year uh and he was incredibly fast and this year red bull seems to be even faster they seem to be even faster sergio perez is also doing a really good job uh, uh in red bull getting even better than than last year it shows that it's his second season in, as a Red Bull driver, so that is also helpful. But we see Max becoming even better, becoming even more competitive, more mature, so everything helps, really. And what can we say? I, I think that Red Bull, Red Bull last year was already contender. They showed it by winning the Drivers' Championship and by being very close in the Constructors' Championship. Now, now well, <laughs> this year, they, they started the new era in a very strong way. Despite, yes, those two races that, that Max had to retire, still, the two that he finished, he won them. And the last race in Imola, the one, two, four Red Bull, the first one in a while. So I think everything, most of the things are positive from Red Bull, from both drivers, actually, uh, Verstappen and Perez. Uh, Perez also, I remember that the last few years Red Bull was having problems with their second driver. First it was Gasly, then Albon. Then they, they couldn't find a second driver that was as competitive enough compared to, to Verstappen. And finally they found Perez. And it's clear how, how competitive he is, how mature he is. And uh, he really deserves that place in Red Bull. Uh, well, now he even signed contracts for for more years so that's a huge reward for him and that's actually a good way to be more relaxed and to uh, know that his future with the team is bright so yes that's uh, very positive clearly but but well what we're clearly what we're seeing from red bull right now is uh, everything positive a team that is that is clearly contender for both championship and 
and a team that is doing everything fine really and they study the new era in a very strong way and I'm 100% sure that they will that throughout this whole new era that will last for sure many years they are going to be big contenders they are going to be big contenders every year especially if they have a driver like Max Verstappen uh, they are going to remain strong contenders and yes I mean the battle between Ferrari and Red Bull it's just getting very exciting. And every day, every race that goes on is getting more and more exciting. So, yes, that's, that's actually very interesting to see. And, yes, I'm pretty sure this, this is just the beginning of the rivalry. This is going to get even stronger and stronger. And also a big surprise this season, and this is a topic that we definitely have to mention. I'm, I'm definitely not going to forget about it, and it has. Well, how much they have improved from being last all the time without scoring a single point, uh, financially completely destroyed, even after losing their main sponsor, Euchre Ali. Uh, they had to change the driver at the last moment, replacing Nikita Mazepin for, for Kevin Magnussen. Uh, they had huge problems, and now look at them, how much more competitive this car is. And yes, Mick Schumacher on the one hand still hasn't scored a point, but he's very, very close. We know that for sure. But then you have Kevin Magnussen returned to Formula One in Bahrain with a huge P5, apart from the fact that he got into Q3. Uh, then, well, Saudi Arabia finishing inside the points as well. Um, then we have Imola, also a strong week and finishing inside the points even better. So yes, three out of four races finishing inside the points. Uh, they are currently fighting for between fifth and sixth place in the Constructors' Championship. There's a huge improvement, huge improvement from, from them. It's clearly that the Ferrari engine is working because Alfa Romeo is also, also improved a lot as a team. Uh, they, are, they, are, they are more competitive than what they used to be. Uh, but yes, I mean, what Haas is doing right now, we, we are still waiting for Mick Schumacher to get those points, and I'm sure that eventually he will. But what Kevin Magnussen is doing is particularly great. Uh, it shows that their engine is really working. In qualifying, they are doing, they are doing good jobs, constantly getting into Q2, both cars, uh, sometimes, from time to time, getting into Q3. Uh, yes, big results, honestly, big results. Even though there's a controversy over there, there's a controversy, actually, McLaren complained uh, um, that actually Haas is doing... It's doing it's something illegal. They are copying Ferrari. The, I remember we all remember in 2019 the the controversy of the pink Mercedes with Racing Point copying the exact uh, uh, Mercedes in 2020, and well, how successful that was, and that in the end they received a, a huge fine. They got they removed 15 points from them. Uh, well, in this case, I guess. From what we are listening, this is still very early conversation, but what, what we are listening is a very similar controversy. Um, and well, they, they say that as there is a huge relationship between Haas and Ferrari, because Ferrari is the engine provider of the American team, uh, there, in fact, there are even a lot of factories for in, in, in Maranello from Haas. Even there are some mechanics that during the COVID, the COVID year, they... They couldn't stay in Ferrari, so they went to Haas. So there are many, there are suspicious that actually, at least from, from what McLaren is claiming, that actually Haas is copying Ferrari. And we'll see, clearly there is going to be an investigation for that. We'll see what's going to happen. 
But so far, from what we know, is that Haas are becoming very competitive. Despite the controversy, we know that Haas are becoming much more competitive. And if the Ferrari engine keeps working well, then I'm pretty sure that Haas has a bright future ahead and they can, be, they can keep improving and they can keep becoming uh, more and more competitive. And then, yes, we have teams like, uh, well, uh, Williams, Aston Martin, who are not really improving. Uh, it, it clearly shows that the Mercedes engine for this era, is, or at least this year so far, is not really working. Uh, that's mostly what we are seeing right now. Then, well, teams like Alpha Tauri, who had a, quite a tough start. Yes, they got some points, but they had a tough start. Uh, yeah, definitely Yuki Tsunoda improved from last year, but Pierre Gasly, on the other hand, didn't. So, I mean, it's uh, quite tough for them. But yes, uh, definitely, well, as I mentioned before, Alfa Romeo improving a lot as a team. Alpine, uh, that is, uh, well, they are a big midfield team, but they didn't improve that much. They are not much more competitive than, than what they used to be, to be honest. Uh, but yes, mostly the big changes, I would say, they were from um, Mercedes, Ferrari, uh, then has well this uh, con controversy with has then you have this weird but good start from mclaren well basically all the topics that we mentioned before but definitely what we can say as a as a conclusion is that so far it's a very interesting start to the session to the season and an interesting start to the new era we are definitely seeing uh, the changes uh, cars that are closer to each other that is easier to race uh, even despite, of course, some cars being more competitive than others, um, which is clearly that that was going to happen, we're still seeing uh, more competition and, most importantly, a big title rivalry for both the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship between Ferrari and Red Bull. That, that's something that clearly is going to stay, something that's going to uh, uh, become stronger for the, for the next races and probably throughout the whole season. So it's going to be very exciting, and and again, it's there, there are many many things that were already exciting in these four races. Um, there are many reasons why we should keep being excited for the whole season, to be honest, and for the whole new era. I'm pretty sure it's going to stay like this. It's going to improve even more, and again, that's going to be uh, that's going to be incredible to see. Simply incredible to see. But yes, I mean overall. This is what we have seen uh, throughout these four races so far in this 2022 season, so far in this new era, uh, some interesting approaches and definitely a lot to see. So, well, that's why this is uh, the end of the podcast. Once again, thank you very much for being here with me. This one was a very special episode. And as I always say, thank you very much and see you in the next podcast. Yeah.